0: good what it is you know i'm checking in all the way from the south side but really on the north side north division that way you know what it is i just want to let y'all know that all the way from the south we still hear y'all niggas up there in new york and we still hear what y'all doing and what y'all putting out it's love
1: of all the goodies and go bonkers in his fan ring oh he got the building hat specialized in labyrinths nope no he
2: doesn't play with you test him like a saber trap crack the shell and ate for three days in frenzy mode first comes the plan and then you put your heart into it bring him with some soul that will mushy like a wound. do it like the artists do it you can call a stoner music I just know I'm speaking through it passionate and undiluted try to show that cold face when shit is going bonkers here once money's paid watch activists and take you to a sewer trip smiling through that super shit finish the game and told his crew how he's cool I'm with it cool. Oh don't work with super speed, Just all day for music feeds Spat flows And heard the internet spoke back to me A hive mind searching food and needs and calories Now all I need is some receptors with fitting chemistry Trying to keep my hustle on the side, it's crazy, but it's fun. It's cool, it's good, making connections and networking with the right people.
1: Now that's real. Wait, what kind of film are you doing? Are you doing on screen stuff? Are you behind the camera, production?
2: Uh so I'm in the um the costume department. So
1: Oh literally. I mean,
2: so like behind the scenes dressing the actors, making sure they're wearing what they supposed to be wearing and ain't wearing it how they supposed to, continuity and shit like that.
1: So so when somebody 'Cause I've seen it a couple times in films and TV shows, someone would get, for example, like punched in the left eye, right? And there'll be a bruise there. And then like two minutes later it'll switch to the right eye. Who's supposed to keep track of that? Cause that's I pick up little things like that. Oh, yeah. okay.
2: Yeah, so like makeup do everything that's like the skin. So um so it's like the vanity. So I'm well my my department is of itself, but we like on set, we kind of known as like last looks, and that's like the vanity department. So that's hair, makeup, and wardrobe. So makeup, handle everything that's on the skin. So, like, if somebody get punched in the eye, that'll be makeup that makes that, that mark or whatever. Or, like, somebody's hair gets messed up or some shit, that would be hair doing that. But we handle oh, okay. strictly the clothes. So, like, if somebody got stabbed or got shot or some shit like that, we'd be the ones that put the blood on them or make them look uh, raveled up and beat up and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And what would you say is the best way to make clothes look dirty, like a white T-shirt? Would it be, like, a teabag? Is that the best way to go about it? The same way like you do... To make paper look old, nah. Teabag, tea, bag, tea bag is more so if you want to dye
2: it to like break it in. Um, gotcha. And, and it just depends. It really depends on the scene. So like, uh, so like, say if it's after an explosion, we will use like what we call pounce, which is like fake movie dirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like in a in a fucking old white sock or whatever, and we just pounce the actors with that, so it look like they just came out of an explosion. Or if they homeless, we'll do like different levels of dirt. So we'll actually spray paint the, the like certain stains in there, um, spray paint to add pounds on top of it. So we can add like a little movie Dirt I Mean add like different layers. So like some parts of it like, yo, he's been wearing this shit for like the last year or two. And then he just on top of that, he's got even more dirt on top of it today. Cause he's got a tuffle for his tent under the Vidock or some shit like that.
1: Gotcha. Damn, yeah. I didn't. Damn, yeah, that is a lot of thought process that goes it's, into
2: it. Yeah, it's a whole process behind that nobody really ever consider or think about unless you really start doing it. Cause I never thought about this stuff either, and I'm still learning stuff every day.
3: So, so, uh, well, first off, we recording now, so, so let's do some quick introductions. Are so we gonna hop right back into this? But what's good, <laughs> you
1: What's good, bro?
3: <laughs> Yo, it's your boy Lucid on the mic, holding it down in New York. We got.
1: You got your boy E back at it again. What's good, peeps?
2: Hey, what's good? You got T, aka Vizio, aka Playlist Pootie, aka what your girl, <laughs> the man your girl wants you to be.
3: <laughs> high standards, high standards.
1: They got more AKAs than a, than a black sorority. That's crazy. <laughs> <Right>. That's, <rare. laughs> That's dope.
3: But, uh, but I was going to ask, like, how did you get involved with it? Cause I know that you kind of had, have your own artistic, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Artistic endeavors on the side. Um, uh, so how did you kind of get involved with like that sort of like film world?
2: Um, so, um, my brother is actually a costumer too and a costume designer. He, uh, put a, put a, the pieces together for like meet the blacks and meet the blacks too. And a couple of other indie films and stuff. So um, when I was in college, I had a clothing line with some homies from back home, and I was always, I was always into film, fashion, and music and all that ever since with Shorty. And I knew like my senior year, I knew I wasn't trying to go back home to Chicago, and nobody in my family really wanted me to go back to Chicago because, long story short, everybody know the, the story behind. So my brother was like, "Yo, you already in the fashion, you already in the film. Why don't you just come down here and do what I do?" And I was like, alright, say less." So. Um, like probably like a couple weeks after I walked walk across the stage, I copped a flight and came down to Atlanta. Crashed on his couch for a little bit and had been working in film. And down here, maybe like a year after I got established, I started my own clothing line. I started it back up called Studio Populi. Um, Say it again.
1: What is it called? Studio
2: Populi. And um, can you spell that real quick? P O P U L I. P O P. Yeah. Oh, oh shit, that's lit. U L I. Yeah. And that's really just Latin for people. Um, mm-hmm. And the gist of it is just this is a brand of the people for the people, made by the people. So we, we like to um, create things that's aesthetically pleasing, but also um, conveys a message that's for the people and like really let us know how we see the world and how things should be done.
3: And I'll say that I, I have two, two shirts that you made, right? I got the BU joint. Um... And the, the Price of Peace joint. Y'all got to hit the website up. Check them yes, out sir. so you know what I'm talking about. For sure, <laughs> um,
2: StudioPopuli.co, you know.
3: Hey, hey. hey. Plugged up. <laughs> but facts only, like, those two shirts are the shirts that I actually get stopped on the most. And people, either the BU one being like, yo, like, that's a beautiful shirt. Like, we, I love that message. Um, mm-hmm. The Price of Peace one being like, damn, like, hold up. Let me let me see the back of that. Let me see the front. Oh, word. That's interesting. Like, Leaving them with an actual feeling, you know what I'm saying, and that's why when I went down in Atlanta, um, I got to stay with uh stay with you down in Atlanta, and as soon as I saw the shirt, I was like, yeah, I'm copping that, I'm copping that (laughs) shirt, and
2: that's love, bro, and I appreciate the support and you out there rocking it and pushing the movement, and that's and that was really the the thing I wanted to do. I wanted um, kind of like how Jeezy said it. I always like to refer back to lyrics because I like to say music is my religion, so I like to use one hundred percent use lyrics as scriptures. So um, as Pastor Young once said, let the clothes do the talking, I don't say too much. And um, mm-hmm. I really realized, I realized that your first impression is your appearance. And people, people make a judgment based off what you wear. They make an instant judgment about who you are, where you come from, what you do, yada, yada, yada. Um, so like I wanted, to, I wanted the clothes to be statement pieces. And I wanted, I wanted to create social interaction. Like people see the be you and like, oh yeah, that's right, be you. And then it was like, oh, that's dope. Where'd you get it from? And then it goes into a whole different conversation. Or even for like the fight for peace, like what do you mean fight for peace? And then people break it down and talk about it. And it's really creating those interactions and making those connections with people so we can really spread love and create
1: this whole community of solidarity and love through, the, through just all through clothing. What's inspiring, I guess, like, you're, I haven't seen any of the designs yet, but I'm looking forward to it. But, like, what's inspiring you in? Those designs and I guess the messages you're trying to portray through the clothing.
2: Uh, it's really just um, so a little bit more background. I, I uh, got a degree in sociology, so that kind mm. of what informs hey. uh,
3: <laughs> me. I got a specialization in sociology, so hey, hey,
2: sociologist in the building. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you hey. got it, young, young got marksman, it. young marksman. <laughs> <really know. laughs> but uh, but that's kind of what informs it, and but uh, it's really just what I see in the world, um, what what's needed. So a little background, but like, so the first piece that we did was the BU. And the BU, I just saw like uh, just a lot of people on social media flexing and not being who they are. And then when you see mm-hmm. them offline, it's a totally different thing. You see they that they're really hurting. And the main reason why they're hurting is because they're not being themselves. And it's like, they don't really know themselves. And it's like the only way you can get far in life is if you be yourself. Because there's only one person in here that can live your life. And you, you stuck with this life, so you might as well live it how you want to and how you're supposed to. So you won't, mm-hmm. get that full for, you won't get that full fulfillment unless you really tap into yourself and become who you are and be proud of who you are. And I felt yeah. like people... Go ahead, sorry. No,
1: you got, no, no, you, got you got my back.
2: Oh no, and I feel like people struggle with that these days because not even just with social media, but the social constructs, people tell you you should look a certain way, dress a certain way, talk a certain way. If you don't do certain things, you'll sell out or whatever. When it's like, nah, just be who you are because you was made this way for a certain reason. That's
3: a fact. Yeah, and it's like nobody. We all get such a small, like even of even of our closest homies, we don't get the full story. Like no nobody. I have no idea if the way that I think and perceive the world is aligned with anybody else because I'm never going to see the world from other people's perspective. So I can't weigh myself weigh myself down and like worry too. I mean, obviously, you got to be conscious of how you're interacting with people, but you can't live for them. You got to live for you. Exactly. When,
1: when do you think that sense of self happens? I mean, I, I, obviously, it's still like an ongoing process, I would assume, but when do you think that realization of who you are starts to, starts to come to fruition? I don't know. I think, I mean,
2: you first I feel like you first get a sense of it when you get through, like, middle school, high school, because that's when, like, you hit your puberty, and then everybody starts to become into their own and try to figure out their personality. But I feel like it's a it's a constant battle because we as humans are always like evolving and learning new things and with every new milestone, it's a new chance to to become a better you. Or become a worse you, depending on how you react to it. So I feel like it's it's a I feel like it's a daily struggle, honestly, because everything, every day you're gonna encounter something that, that challenges who you are.
3: Mm -hmm. that's real and i I feel like for me it's almost a process of unlearning or like returning back to like who i was like as a kid when i like before you learn all these Mm -hmm. social constructs and like before you understand like what is expected of you in that way and then you kind of go through like through school and through like just the culture that you take in as you're going up through your social interactions, you kind of like learn all these things that like box yourself in. And then you hit that point where you're like, hold up, this isn't me. And then it's just kind of that process of removing all those things that you put up subconsciously, but going about it in a more conscious way so you can keep growing. Right.
1: Yeah. Now nah, the unlearning is definitely important. Yeah. The unlearning so, is definitely, definitely
2: important in life. So what do you, when do you guys feel like y'all, y'all hit that unlearning stage?
1: For me, it was probably I started to understand and began to under, to learn who I was in high school, but I think everything came full circle in college. Mainly, yeah. probably when I went, mainly probably when I went abroad, I went um, to Denmark, Copenhagen. I knew no one out there at all. Word. And I and I went my senior fall, so having a situation where I'm going out there not knowing. Anyone not really knowing the language, of course, but they did speak English, which was very, very nice. Um, putting myself in that uncomfortable situation and still having a good time and still having certain elements of my life in New York, whether it's like socially, academically and culturally, still, I guess, come across seas. It was just like, all right, this is actually who I am. <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: Damn, but actually, that's beautiful.
1: my sense of self, um, Yeah, that definitely tied in that feel for me.
3: i feel like for me um mine was kind of similar in some ways. so like i feel like high school for me was a learning a lot of like these things aren't me and then college was a lot of like finding out a little bit more about what was me Yeah, it's kind of wild to say though but i feel like for me it kind of came full circle (laughs) when trump got elected Yeah. Um, just because like everybody like Mm. thought that he wasn't gonna get elected and then when he did i was like hold up like none of y'all no like none of y'all know shit either almost like like you know what i'm saying like um it kind of let me like look back and be like all right like maybe some of these things that i just assumed i was like wrong about or like didn't like feel pride in the reasons for not doing so were based on like a fake reality that I can now see was a fake reality because like all of these things that I thought were facts of life, such as Donald Trump could never be president or won't become president. Clearly like weren't actually facts. So it's like, all right, word, let me do a reassessment and like, see like what I actually feel about shit and not worry about what everybody says is going on as much. Exactly. Damn. That's
2: right. That's real shit. That's real shit. I think the yeah, same. It's caught. Go ahead, bro.
3: I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild that that because like, it was like such a like negative thing for the country slash for like all of us, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it was like so liberating in a way, which is really interesting.
2: Yeah. And I feel like that always I mean, liberation always comes out turmoil, though. And I feel like because you need that awakening kind of to really wake up the underlying things that you feel or like you don't you don't even know exists. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes it takes that that adversity to bring it out of you to for you to like to show your true colors because nobody's gonna show their true colors when everything is peachy and cream. You find out who people really are when shit isn't the best.
1: So is it? I mean, obviously, everything that's happening right now within the country is. I mean, we we are being divided, but on the flip side, since people aren't comfortable, and I mean. Us as minorities, we already know what it is. And, we, and people are now experiencing a little bit of what we've been telling them all along. So if, if this election went a different way, would that masquerade still be up? Like, oh, everything is good. I mean, y'all cool, y'all cool. Like, everything is, I mean, still just a land of the free. Everyone has the same opportunities. No one is really facing this. Yeah. How do you think that would have turned out? Um, At least from your, for me. from your perspective, especially, like, in the South right now.
2: In the South, I mean, I mean, I can't say necessarily in the South too, because I'm in, I am in Atlanta where it's like predominantly black too, so gotcha. you get certain gists of it, but you don't. So you get more you get more of a communal feel now, like we got each other because we the only ones we got. But I think mm. just just overall, I think because um, I mean, even though we had a black president, shit still wasn't good. We really saw like it was still a it was still a um, still nigga. From mm-hmm. perspective, because we saw how like the government shut down a couple times because they didn't want to give this man what he wanted, even That's if real. it meant it was beneficial to to the country, and it was beneficial to them. It was like, I refuse to say that a black man made history or did changes or whatever. I feel like shit was still bad, but shit just just got to the highest once Trump got here, and I feel like it would have been the same thing if Hillary was elected president. People would still show like, you're still a woman, so we're going to show you that you need to stay in your place.
3: Yeah, I kind of go, like, both ways on it, where I feel like, on one hand, it's good that, like, I feel like the lights are kind of on a little bit more, where it's, like, from top to bottom now, everything feels flawed, as opposed to, like, a figurehead on the top that, like, we can point to and be like, ah, oh, or that other people can point to and be like, ah, oh, well, you know, things can't be that bad, because, look, like, you have a black president or you have a female president. On the yeah. other hand, the way that this dude Trump was talking before the uh, election, I'm I'm, like... I feel pretty confident in saying that his supporters would not have accepted his defeat lightly. And if you see all the shit that has happened since he got elected, I'm, like, kind of scared to think about what they would have done if if he was saying that he lost the election because Hillary Clinton ringed it and Hillary Clinton then became president. Like, we might have, had for real, had a race war on the streets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I also feel like...
1: Ah. Uh... This country is just definitely interesting because I feel like you can even divide it up in four, in four ways, you know. So even with regards to a race war or just any kind of political war in general, would that have happened on the East Coast, mainly New York or in a city like Atlanta?
3: Mm,
2: I think so because, I mean, even though you got, I would say like speaking for Atlanta, like you got the city, but then you got the suburbs and stuff like that. Because Atlanta is cool, it's like a safe space, and then it's like once you step out of there, it's like the warriors trying to get back home.
1: Got you, damn. My boy said the same exact thing.
3: <laughs> Yo, know, I gotta ask. This is kind of a left turn, but like I'm assuming you watch Atlanta. So, are you just like, like what? What are your, what are your thoughts on the TV show Atlanta compared to your experiences in the actual city?
2: Um, the times when I do go out, because I, I consider myself a hermit. I'm either at work or at home working even more. But the time that I do go out that shit, when I do go out, that shit is really spot on though, just like just the different uh people on the scene, people trying to make it happen, um the finesses out here trying to finesse you to do certain shit <laughs> um. The finesse is real in Atlanta, man. I'm, I'm
1: going to be I heard honest. the finesse is too crazy. No, my, boy fin- can't, my boy can't use PayPal. He can't use Venmo no more. Someone, <laughs> someone finessed him. <laughs>
3: that, yeah.
2: They will finagle the bagel in an instant, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. So we're like, so you got to stay on your toes with that. Because they they set it up with the the, the killer with Kindness. You know, the Southern hospitality. Oh, yeah. You know, homie come through. Um... It's all love over here, then they, they finesse you. So, But, you know, us being from up north, we, we, we know how to be weary of that shit. Yep. So it's easier to kind of navigate and see through it, but it's definitely real. And I think, um, I kind of forgot where I was going with it. But, yeah, the Atlanta stuff is real. Um, everybody's out here trying to get it. It's like black Hollywood, so everybody got to put on a facade to try to fake it till they make it sometimes. Yeah, but you, on the other hand, you do have genuine people that's really out here trying to do dumb shit for the community, creatively, and just for the people. Do you feel like people generally stick together? Uh, yeah, and I think it's I think it's just like how you how it would be if you go to any other city. It's about once you mm-hmm. find once you find your crew that you can roll with, and y'all just mob out together. Y'all create that collective identity, and people know you as that crew and yeah. you kind of fall in line you kind of fall in line with your uh with your community so like Atlanta has different communities you know you got your rappers you got your ball players um you got the hipsters you got the um, the black elite and you got like a ba- a bunch of like black politicians and stuff like that so you got different communities that you can go to and and become a part of that makes you feel at home and and those communities usually tend to stick together and try to help each other out and try to progress.
1: That's real. Do you do you see yourself staying in Atlanta for some time? Uh I'm gonna be here. I'll probably be here for
2: a while, at least a couple of years, at least a few more years, cause this is a perfect place to set a foundation right now. A lot of stuff is happening here. Um a lot of industries is happening is moving down here. Um of course the film industry just came down here a few years ago and it pretty much took over almost every movie or T V show that's on on air right now was filmed in Atlanta. The tech industry is about to boom down here, so that's flooding the nations. We already know hip hop lives in Atlanta. That's real. Hey, I'm
3: I, I'm convinced, man. I'm about to I'm about to cop a ticket right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pull, pull up, man. You already know you got a crib. <laughs> no, that's real. Od, oh, and then like on the mu- music scene though, what's what's good with like all these. <laughs> not artists that sound alike because they really don't sound alike but just similar styles like how long do you think that's going to keep going because Atlanta got that shit on lock right now y'all really got this shit on lock bro
3: well can you say y'all because I, like, I feel like you probably still rapping that Chicago music more now
1: yeah I mean
2: I'm rapping good music in general but hey rap
3: respect <laughs> Play, playlist pootie playlist
2: pootie <laughs> you already know playlist pootie is for the people <laughs> hey <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But uh, I really feel like, but I do. Even with me, if I was to bang with Chicago heavy, I do know as a person that's a fan of, and a lover of music that Atlanta will always have that finger on the buttons when it comes to mm-hmm. the trends. When it comes to the hottest music, it's always going to be Atlanta. And with that being said, I kind of see it. I kind of see it changing in like the next couple of years because you got the um, you kind of see like conscious or quote unquote conscious rap is kind of seeping through. And taking over right now. I mean, cause when you think about it, the top three artists in the game, even with the hottest mumble rap or music right now, it's still Kendrick, Drake, and J. Cole. Those the ones that's still doing fact. crazy numbers. And then you that's got real. people, and you still you got artists that's that's putting on for Atlanta that's 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 kinda of melodic, but still doing some talking about some real shit like the JIDs, the Earth Gangs and all that that's coming up. So I feel like we we about to see a shift because everybody's getting tired of it, just like every every other trend that came before the mumble rap or the um all the all the people that was born by thugger. Um, <laughs> you kind of see it die down because, like you said, everybody's the same, and now everybody wants that wants something fresh. Now it's getting tired and it ran its course.
3: That's real. I mean, I love Earth Gang because like they remind me a lot of like Goodie Ma and like. People be forgetting, man, like Atlanta really got like, like for good reason, Atlanta is associated with like trap music, but there's such a like rich history. I mean, like Andre 3000 came from Atlanta. Like there's such a rich history of lyricism from Atlanta already. The South got something to say. The South got something to say, like
2: Three Stack said, right? Usher. But even with like, um, people don't realize it's like, uh, Trans Lee, He's Bend on come up, um, Black. Talk some crazy talk, even if it's it's still singing. He still he still come from a rapper background, so he be spitting some shit.
0: And that's little TJ Atlanta. from Atlanta. Little TJ, uh, yeah. I
2: don't know, cause he's 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 pretty but good. He's I know he's young. Oh Mississippi, Mississippi.
3: Oh, okay.
1: yeah. Got you,
2: got you. Um, even with like Rory, he he's taking over like that. He's holding down that that hippie era, however you want to call it. And um, it's just a bunch of then just Even with what I like to call, what people may categorize it as like weirdo rap. You got like the people like Awful Records and like Key, OG Maco, that's doing different stuff. So it's like Atlanta, even though Atlanta is known for that trap and like that mumble, they also have other genres that's killing it right now too.
3: That's real. The wild thing too is I feel like people kind of forget that like, like OG Maco, like... He's already he's been in the game now like four four or five years since he first popped off. At this point, like right, these, these dudes like they're really and like the music career is something that like you can go so many different routes with it. That like some people fall off your radar but are still like in the cut making like dope music, feeding their fan bases. And there's just so many of them and so many different kinds of fan bases from Atlanta right now.
2: Exactly, and I think and I think that's just the internet made it that way too. It's because the internet made it where it's like it doesn't even matter where you're from, as long as you got something for somebody, you can make a living out of it. And it also made like it also made the regions smaller because it's a bunch of people from New York that sound like they're from Atlanta or from the South. Mm-hmm. You look at like you look at like the rich the kids, and you look at like the designers where they may they may they from New York but they sound like they are from Atlanta, it's because mm-hmm. they was influenced by that sound.
3: Yeah, I stayed for getting rich The kids from New York.
2: Yeah, that's right. I
1: just I just remember that just now. <laughs> right? I, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and is, is everyone just, is Lil Wayne's DNA just tied up in all of this? Or would you consider more Gucci or Jeezy that is, I guess, like the biggest part?
2: I think it's all of the above. Because we also got to think about, like, um, just the age difference and time difference, too. Cause mm-hmm. when I guess these kids and these artists was coming up and like trying to find a sound when they was just fans, those were the people that was at the top of the game. It was the Gucci's and the TIs and the Wheezy, the mixtape Weezy that was that had the streets on fire. Yeah. That's
3: right. So
2: when people started getting like interested in music, those was who they were listening to. And you when you start out, you emulate your your idols. And we also got realized like a lot of these people. A lot of people blew up fast when they only been making music for a couple of years right now. So, yeah, so people, that's,
3: that's super real, too.
2: So people so are people still trying to find their sound and trying to develop their sound and figure it out.
3: Yeah, and I mean, like, that's always a tough position, too, where you got to do that in such a, like, public eye. Yeah. And you got so many other people. Like, it's kind of speaking to what we were saying earlier. It's like, if the idea is to be free and to be able to be you, it kind of becomes so much harder when, like, so many different people are trying to tell you what they want your art and your public kind of identity to be so that they can get something out of it. Like there's so much projecting onto public figures in our society.
2: Yeah, like the internet makes it so easy to throw out your opinion.
3: And that Mm -hmm. shit
2: and that shit affects you because it's so instant. You could post something in the next five minutes, everybody tell you like, yo, why the fuck you sound like so and so? Why you sound like so and so like yo, your shit trash. You mean we need another we need another tape like insert last mixtape or don't do that new shit that you're trying to do. That shit was whack. So that that messes with an artist because you
1: know artists are sensitive about their shit. Put your heart and soul on that. OD. D. That's mad. People don't understand how many takes it takes to even get that verse down to the way you want it to sound. You know what I mean? Exactly. And exactly. you got to be in and a certain pocket, certain vibe.
2: And it still might not come out how you want it to sound.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> you know, oh so? yeah, I've
3: never, I've never released a song and then like listened to it a month later and been like, "That was perfect." Like every single time it was like, <laughs> "There's something like, there's that one bar, that like one cadence, like something is always could have been improved." And you just gotta like learn to let it go. Like, you just
2: gotta learn let it go and like learn to to just like, all right, this is it.
3: Yeah, and to love the process of creating. Uh, as much, if not more than like the creation itself so it's like, exactly. word, like I'm a, now i 'm gonna go back in like like normally when that happens, i'm like, where let me record like let me write another song, let me record another song like that last one wasn't perfect, but this one's gonna be this even one's though I it was not gonna be
1: <laughs> you gotta talk your shit to yourself though
3: but
1: <laughs> I mean, we're our hardest critic in the end of the day, are you still um designing anything
2: and still pushing out merch yeah, so um. So I just put out some some T shirts that just touched on like we all need therapy, and it just talked about uh, even if it's just clinically ther- therapy or just making sure you are taking care of yourself and you you making sure you're good before you step out into the world. And I think because um, it kind of it kind of ties back into like the BU thing is like so many people get caught up in trying to keep up with the Joneses that we don't take care of the man or the woman in the mirror and once you once you once you begin to like neglect that person eventually you're going to pay for it so it's just a, a it's i just wanted to make a t-shirt that was a reminder to like hey just take a second to take care of yourself before you do anything um if you're feeling like you it's cool to go to therapy it's okay cuz we all need it we all crazy motherfuckers and somehow some Preach. way we <laughs> are we all, we all battle a demon somehow some way and we need and we can't battle those demons by ourselves. And it's, it's okay to go seek professional help. It's okay to take a break and take a day off to do some self healing and self care. And not just saying like depending on drugs and nothing like that. Go take some time to meditate. Go take some time to work out. Go take some time to talk to a friend that that you can trust and confide in. Go take some time to go get go get a facial or a massage or something so you can so you can take on the world tomorrow.
0: Before they close the curtain. What you looking for, and I hope it's worth it. Yeah. Life get ugly, but it's perfect. Gotta know the CB on the surface. Yeah. Butterflies. If no one but I gotta touch the sky, butterflies. Butterflies, butterflies. If no one but I gotta touch the sky, S on my body like a soup. It's crucial, That's just what we used to. Everybody stack limits based on what they used to. Had a last laugh when you moving as you should. Never show your stash. Just in case it don't add up. Cause trigger man rules when everything goes bad. Used to stretch my last dream of shit we ain't had. Always seen it fast. Gotta pray we don't crash. Before they close the curtains. Hope you find what you're looking for. And I hope it's worth it. Life get ugly, but it's perfect Gotta know the CB on the surface yeah. Butterflies, if no one but I, gotta touch the sky Butterflies, butterflies, if no one but I, gotta touch the sky Are you for this ride? We get more than high It's about to get light, yeah, yeah, yeah What you want tonight? All you for this ride, it's about to get live Never know at any moment, it could be a time Just be ready for it, way before you get the shine Wanna see you slow down, when you up, I ain't lying Same with hate, they sell ball, give it up without trying Before they close the curtains, Hope you find what you are looking for And I hope it's worth it Life get ugly, but it's perfect Gotta know to see on the surface. Butterflies, if no one but I gotta touch the sky. Butterflies, butterflies. butterflies. Before they close the curtains, hope you find what you're looking for, and I hope it's worth it. Life get ugly, but it's perfect.